I'm Alex Rybczynski. I'm Angie Czech. I'm Barbara Stewart. I'm Ben Joseph Stewart. I'm Bliss Young. I'm Marin Green. I'm Natasha Kingsbury. I am Dr. Jacob Egbert. I'm Sarah Gustafson. I'm Valerie Jacobson. And this is the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You made it to episode 33 of the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Riley, MD. I'm a physician, OBGYN, hospice and palliative care doc. And this is my educational platform to help you expand your horizons as to what we can do with allopathic medicine, but also with other healing modalities uh, in the world of women's health and maternity care and postpartum and menopausal care, the whole spectrum over a woman's life. How can we best do that? You know, the allopathic lens provides you antibiotics, surgery, birth control pills, pharmaceuticals, etc. What if a patient doesn't want to go down those paths? What if there were other means of making people feel better? And that's what this show is all about. Not least of which, what we're going to be talking about today with my friend Katie Renan. She's the owner of the Labor of Love Co. And um, they build these boxes of, they're basically care packages for women in pregnancy and any trimester. Uh, women have experienced fetal loss, neonatal loss, or women who are just routinely being cared for postpartum. She creates these beautiful boxes. She and I got to be friends a couple years ago, and I have sent at least a dozen friends and clients boxes from her. So she and I kind of get, we get really into the mushy-gushy how to care for women part of the conversation, but we also get to talk a little bit about her brand and her products, which I think are actually really, really helpful in caring for women in more ways than just going to the house, holding the baby, and giving hugs and kisses. You know, (laughs) there's a lot of self-care that comes in the postpartum period. And I think most often women, you know, have friends and family that come over and they want to hold the baby and this and that, and they don't really know what to do to support a new couple with this new baby. And um, it goes beyond just changing diapers and whatnot. And if you've had a baby or if you're a father yourself, you know what I'm talking about. So these care packages are, are just filled, packed full of things that just make you feel good from bath salts to nipple cream to whatever. And they're all small companies that have contributed the products. She likes to support local businesses, predominantly female owned businesses. And um, I love her for that. She's doing great work. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Katie Renan. Well, I'm here with my friend Katie Renan. And Katie, you and I got to know each other around the time of our first birth. Yes. It was the very beginning of COVID, I remember. Yeah. And I had never heard of your company, Labor of Love Co. Is it laboroflove.co.com? Is that right? Yes. It's thelaboroflove.co.com. Thelaboroflove.co.com. So, Katie, how do we meet each other first? And then I'll talk a little bit about your company from my perspective as a new dad. Sure. So I received a phone call one day out of the blue from Dr. Nathan Riley. And hey, we received this beautiful postpartum care package, but we don't know who sent it. And so I had to go back through my orders and figure out, okay, who was this? And the person just forgot to send a guest note along with it. And so then we ended up having a you know 45-minute conversation about maternal wellness and everything, all of the connection that we have. Yeah. 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 We're both, we're both kind of doing the same work from different angles. Go ahead. (laughs) So it was just kind of this um, magical connection, divine connection, I'd say. Yeah. 
I'm really, I'm really grateful that we've stayed in touch because you and I are in the same, you know, age group. I'm a little bit older than you, but we're, you know, in our thirties and we're both entrepreneurs and we both see some major improvements we would like to see in mater- the maternity care system. So, so for those of you who don't know about Katie's company, thelaboroflovco.com, she sends these boxes out to anybody at any point in their pregnancy, including the postpartum period. Um, and I think, do you also have a box for fetal loss as I well? Do. Have you done that yet? Okay, I do. Great. Yep. yep. That launched great. this year and it was something that I was a little bit unsure about. Gosh, is this appropriate? You know, but it has mm-hmm. been. Oh, that's right. We sent one to one of our friends and they freaking loved it. Good. I'm they glad. They freaking loved it. It's yeah. one of those things that I've learned that during times of loss, you want to be experiencing tactile comfort. And mm-hmm. so that's what I, I feel that it offers that. Yeah, right on. Yeah, it's beautiful what you're doing. So we were surprised by a box from you as soon as we had our baby Everly Rosa. Thank you so much for that. Of course. What was in the box? I have a list here because there's it's like packed full. So it's one of those USPS size boxes and it's stuffed with things. And so we had a lactation tea, which Stephanie is drinking right now. I think her supply she like was bustling with milk at first. And then I think that Everly was favoring one side versus the other. So her right breast wasn't doesn't seem to have the as adequate of a supply. So she actually right. is starting to drink the uh, mother's milk tea now. Good. Um, we had some nipple balm. There was a loofah in there, which, you know, who doesn't need another loofah? I mean, they're like, <laughs> amazing. Again, the tactile part of just having like a brand new loofah is amazing. Right, right. There was a, a plastic massage ring, which we have in our nightstand. Good. The reusable nursing pads, we go, have gone through a million of those. Excellent. Epsom salts for the baths afterwards, the the sit spray for the perineum and the healing process. Stephanie has it right next to our toilet. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, we're losing, using every single one. The sleep oh, mask, so I don't think we've had to use it yet, but we got, haven't gotten enough sleep yet. <laughs> no, no, right, right. There's no way we're, we benefit from a sleep mask anyways right, right. now. <laughs> There was a candle included, some lip balm. I mean, it's like, and then a journal. And like, it's literally everything that a person, that a woman needs for that self-care after the fact. So Katie, thank you for sending that. It's, your boxes are beautiful and you've been such a a great supporter of the show. So I, of course, I'm always, I feel like indebted to you always in order to make people know that there are these options out there. So anybody out there who has a friend who's, who's about to get pregnant, just found out they were pregnant, or if they're any part in their pregnancy, even in the postpartum period, or if they've suffered a fetal loss, whether it's during pregnancy, after, or even like the the quote routine miscarriage. Like these are important life events that need to be celebrated in certain ways, and we need to care for one another. And Katie, you're definitely a part of that process. So that's my spiel about how amazing you are. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Well, the feeling is mutual. I'm just so grateful that we connected. I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing, and I always just love soaking up everything that you're talking about um, because I think you're making big waves in the world of maternal wellness and just human wellness. It's just good people, just people good business, people. you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we don't have people who are not good people on the show. So welcome, Katie Ryan. I love it. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, before we get into the main topic of the day, which we're going to go into three things you want the world to know about caring for women, can you lead us in a big, giant grounding breath? I feel like it's great to start the day off like that. Yes, I have been practicing a lot of uh, breath work myself recently. Right on. And everybody just needs to be <sighs> taking big, deep breaths throughout the day. So, <sighs> so 
Lovely. Thank you, Katie. And I always find the exhale is far more restorative than even the inhale. Right, right. And like that audible sigh that comes with it is like, ah, get that out. Get that out there. That's my little ASRM for the morning. Exactly. Ah. (laughs) Katie Renan, owner of theLaborOfLoveCo.com. What are three things you want the world to know about caring for women? Sure. So on top of uh, the postpartum care packages that I provide on the retail side of my business, I'm also a certified childbirth educator. And the classes that I teach are to prepare families for this new birth, this new postpartum, this new life that they're about to embark on. And so what I'm talking about would be from the perspective of a partner, of a family member, of a friend, of a new mother. And of course, this is not just a first time birthing mother, which yes, we absolutely need to be supporting this mother. But we also look at moms who are having their third, fourth, fifth subsequent birth. Um, We are also looking at adoptive mothers. This interview is very timely for me. Um, Nathan, I shared with you, my sister-in-law recently passed away very suddenly and very unexpectedly. And my husband and I are in the process of adopting her four-year-old little boy. And so I've taken on motherhood. I'm taking on this new mantle of motherhood and I have a fresh lens of motherhood. Um, you tend to forget once you are, you know, five, four and five years into motherhood, what that feels like to have this new life in your home, to be caring for this new little human. And so it's really important that all of us, all of the village of a mother are there to support her because I think we all know, yes, you can help care for baby. You can watch baby while mom's in the shower. You can send baby to daycare, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, mother is the one who is really taking on the full load of caring for a child. And so the more that those of us surrounding a mother can be there to support her in all of these different ways that I will talk about, the better she will be. And therefore, the better the child will be. We're helping our future. So in the birth world, this does seem simplistic, but that's kind of the point is that we want this to be simple. We want it to be easy to remember how to support a new mom. We want it to be available to the masses and we want it to be approachable for anybody from any walk of life so that mothers from all different walks of life are feeling supported and we're creating a village around these mamas. Um, So it's really simple. We'd need to be caring for her physically, caring for her mentally and emotionally, and then caring for her spiritually. And emotionally, spiritually, that kind of bleeds together in some respects. And quite frankly, all of these do. We could make a Venn diagram of sorts, you know, caring for physical, mental, spiritual, they all bleed together. And just like any other aspect of our wellness, everything touches one another. Everything is holistic and you know, once you pull one thread, everything else is going to be affected. So yeah, I think, you know, those are the three keys. So we'll talk about first, just the physical healing, mom's physical healing after birth or when she becomes a new mother. If she's gone through birth, we need to remember that birth is most easily equated to running a marathon, except for most parents don't train for birth the way that they would train for a marathon. So she's gone through this incredibly intensive physical feat. She needs to be replenished. Uh, We need to remember that her uterus is shrinking back down to what, 700% smaller than it had been over this time. She's 
breastfeeding potentially. She's nourishing this other little human being. So her body is very much depleted of its resources. She's uh, got perineal skin that is very delicate. She's bleeding. She's really being depleted of her resources. So as much as we can be giving her that physical restoration through her food, which should be nutrient-dense, whole, preferably organic food, making sure she's properly hydrated, giving her those things to rebuild her body physically, those are going to be things that we can do to support mom. So if you're a friend, not just saying, hey, would you like dinner? Say, hey, I am bringing you dinner. (laughs) That's so true. Actually bring it to her. Um, (laughs) Mom needs to, she's not in a mindset where she's thinking about what are all the things I need? She's thinking about what does this little baby need? And it's up to us, those of us around her to give that to her with sometimes, you know, unasked. Um, And you can leave it on the doorstep. You don't have to go inside and bother mom. Let me just make a comment about that. We just had a baby. What it was actually today is two weeks. So Everly Rosa is two weeks old and our friends the first time around, I think that they were sort of like, how do we support these people? You know, and, and that question of like, what can we do? It's like, what can't you do? Like, we literally don't have time for anything. Don't even think about where do you want me to order food from? Pick something from the menu. Just order something. Exactly. Let it come DoorDash style. And we will be forever grateful because we are just hanging on by a thread right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think that's something we need to remember that mom needs this restorative healing. Um, so you know, we talked about her uterine healing. We talked about her perineal healing. If she's gone through a cesarean birth, people need to know that this is major abdominal surgery. It takes Mm -hmm. multiple weeks for her to heal. She can barely get out of bed on her own. Not only that, she has a massive incision that needs healing. So she's going to need somebody there to bring baby to her, to nurse, to bring baby to her, to help her get up and down off of the bed, to use the restroom. These are things that we can provide through something like a postpartum doula for partners. I cannot recommend highly enough invest in a postpartum doula. A, it's really not all of that expensive, but it's going to be something that also pays off for partner. Postpartum doulas are there to make sure that both mom and partner are bonding with baby and are healing Mm. in this postpartum period. Yes, family and friends can be very supportive and it's nice to have them in their home, but Quite frankly, there are a lot of friends and family who can be a little bit intrusive. And a postpartum doula, their profession is to make sure that it's about the family and they don't really have an agenda about feelings. And, you know, I didn't get to hold the baby, anything like that. So I highly suggest investing in a postpartum doula for those who are Mm. able to. And outsourcing all of your other logistics, somebody to come clean your home, somebody to bring you food, somebody to come walk your dog, somebody to take your trash out. During the postpartum period, mom's job is to stay in bed, bond with baby, and take care of herself. And partner does need to do that as well. It's important to remember that partner is not all of a sudden just taking mom's place. Partner needs to be bonding with baby too. So that's why it's really important to gather that village around. And it really shouldn't be the responsibility of mom and partner to have to ask for the help. We, as the village around them, need to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And right on respectful of boundaries. And then I think most importantly, sleep, making sure that mom is getting adequate sleep, making sure that partner is getting adequate sleep. Sleep is the most detrimental thing that we can be losing. And it's most detrimental to our health when we are lacking sleep. 
So making sure that mom is getting that sleep. Again, don't say, hey, can I come over this week while you take a nap? I'm coming over Tuesday at 10 a.m. so that you can (laughs) take a nap and shower. Yeah, right, right. I'm going to come over Wednesday overnight while you guys get a good night's sleep and I'll bring the baby to you and I'll watch baby when needed. So being somebody who is there fully for mom. Quick interlude here. Wanted to tell you about the show's sponsor, waveblock.com. They create stickers that will go on your earbuds or on the backs of your cell phone in order to block as much of the EMF, the radiation from this EMF that these powerful devices are putting out in order to protect the brain, which is millimeters from those earbuds, or your gonads, which are generally right next to that powerful four modems in your in your iPhone sitting right in your pocket there. Of course, you can't block all of the EMF, but the owner, Ben Salem, has, has worked for years in trying to find the right composition of materials and adhesive in order to block as much of that, that radiation without compromising sound quality. He's tested it out against every product on the market. I use these devices. I've got one looking at it right now on my cell phone. And um, I combine it with harmonizing technologies like Ross Newkirk's technologies at Conscious Technologies and Dorian Ibrahim Kareem's technologies at Biogeometry. Go to waveblock.com and pick up some of these stickers. Enter code BELOVED to save 10% off your purchase. Thank you to all of those people out there who've done this already. It really helps support Ben and his work as a small business owner, but um, it also helps support the show as well. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, Let's get back to my conversation with Katie Renan. In this first week, I was telling you before we started recording that I developed shingles. I was working on the business. I was working on the you know email journey part of my website. I mean, like I was doing all this stuff, and I'm working part time for a palliative care group, and I'm vetting out sponsors for the show, and we've got a newborn baby, and I'm doing all the normal dad stuff. So I wasn't sleeping, and I came out you with shingles. Have a few things on your plate. I just a couple. Yeah, just a couple balls, giant, important balls to carry, you know, out in the ether. And um, yeah, for the partner as well. I'm, I'm glad you said that, you know, we, we, we feel like we're not all that helpful. We're absolutely helpful. And if our health deteriorates, then it just makes more work for the new moms. So absolutely. And I think that's such a great point is that your immune system, your body will ex- express itself oh, yeah. pretty blatantly when you are not fully recuperated. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Of course, very much for mom. And so when we're lacking this sleep, not only is it affecting our physical health, but this is where it starts to bleed into our mental and emotional health. It's estimated, studies are kind of varying, but it's estimated that about one in eight mothers experience some degree of postpartum depression during the first year of baby's life. And it's easy to blame postpartum depression on your hormones are going wild, which yes, they are doing all kinds of backflips. But quite frankly, I think that is very much society's easy button to just blame postpartum depression on hormones. And now nobody needs to be accountable for it mm-hmm. because our job as society, we see it in all kinds of historically, and we see it in all kinds of other cultures that villages gather around mom and they're there for her. And unfortunately in all our culture, that's just not the norm, but it should be. Um, yeah. So again, making sure that she's getting adequate sleep is going to affect her mental and emotional health. And again, this is not just for birthing moms. This is for moms who might be adoptive. I've been losing sleep just from the mental load that this takes on is, oh gosh, what am I not doing right? What are we forgetting? What's How is this going to affect everybody in the family? There's such a mental load that comes on with new motherhood that, yes, the partner shares, but 
it just biologically moms really take that on. So being there for her emotionally, that also entails listening to mom. We women are such social creatures and we want to be able to talk. So when you check on, check in on mom, it's yes, we want to know how the baby's doing, but ask her, how are you doing? Check in Mm -hmm. with her and dig deep to really find out how she is doing. What are you struggling with? What are you missing about your pre-baby life? What are you missing about your pre-child life? What are, what are the joys that you're experiencing as a mother? Just finding out really what is going on with her emotionally and not always having those answers. As a new mother, it can be daunting to feel like I don't have all the answers. I don't know what I'm doing. But if you can just listen without providing some kind of answer, that can be so fabulous for mom. Last week, I had a two-hour conversation with my dad, and he didn't give me a single bit of advice because he knows that I'll come up with it on my own. But for me to just be able to crack open a little bit and vent and talk to somebody about here are all of the wild things going on in my mind right now, it is so helpful for women in general. So just being there to be an active listener and an active part Mm. of her mental health is really, really vital. Yeah, I think I think too often, especially the partners. I mean, we've this has come up in past episodes as you know when men talk about how to care for women, the commonality amongst conscious men, embodied men who have made this mistake a million times over and continue to make this mistake, like me, <laughs> is that if a if if we ask, hey, how's everything going, Pre- be prepared to just hold space for the answer. You don't. It's not your job to solve the problem of the incredible emotional journey that is childbirth or anything else in in anybody's life, really. Like we love to be Mr. Fix-It with the hammer, find the nail. And, uh, you know, especially in birth, there's not an answer here. There's not a problem to be solved. It's just, just bear witness to the, to the, to the journey. And that is therapy. That is therapeutic in and of itself. So absolutely. Absolutely. And my uh, colleague of mine, a friend of mine, um, Ashley Hudson of Pearl and Process Counseling, she's a licensed clinical social worker who specifically focuses on perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. And she has this great preparation exercise for families pre-birth to get ready just check in with each other, check your window of tolerance every single day. And it's really important for parents to prepare and for families to prepare for this new motherhood by just getting into this open communication. It can feel uncomfortable at some points, especially with different family dynamics, but having those somewhat uncomfortable conversations and getting in touch and having that open window of communication is going to be helpful not only in new motherhood, but any time throughout life and throughout parenthood. So prepping for that pre-child is very important. So yeah, yeah. Something that that comes up again, uh, often in my conversations with people who are working birth is that we focus so much on the day of the birth and not actually the relationship that will ensue after the birth. I mean, your relationship changes completely every time you have a baby and you as a man or you as a woman giving birth, you, you become a new person after yep. you've passed through that portal. And it's important to just, again, it's just important to recognize that because if you don't recognize that things are going to change, you're in for a, a rough, a rougher ride than, than necessary, you know? So I think identifying that early on is super helpful. Yeah. And I've heard before that the, the birth is the wedding. Parenthood is the marriage. And while it's absolutely wonderful to have a beautiful birth and that sets the stage 
for a beautiful parenthood, we need to be preparing for the afterward and preparing for this whole life that is ahead of you and the whole journey ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about, you know, getting in touch with mom, this is then where we start to bleed into her spiritual health. And, you know, some people might argue that emotional, spiritual, they're the same and that's fine. But they, again, they all bleed into one another and this will again bleed into her, her physical health as well. It's really important that we keep an eye on how she is doing spiritually. If mm-hmm. as a partner or as a family member, you are noticing that she is, you know, talking to a lot of vapid empty other moms try to pull her out of that. Uh, And, you know, maybe she's watching a lot of E and I will fully admit when I was postpartum, (laughs) I watched HGTV. uh, Joanna Gaines was like a solid figure in my home. So there's nothing wrong with that, but keep an eye on how she's doing spiritually, whether you want to call it the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, I call it God, but that's where we draw our strength um, and our emotional strength is from the greater powers to be able to get through this journey. And it's really important to make sure that mom is in touch with that. So maybe you want to encourage her to go for a walk outside. I am a firm believer that nature is our greatest way to get back in touch with the universe and get back in touch with where our spirit needs to be. I am a firm believer that we need to have that community. So encourage her. Maybe she needs to get into some kind of a Bible study group, if that's what her beliefs are. Maybe she needs to get into some kind of a yoga practice that is getting her back in touch with her own spiritual needs. Maybe she needs to just be doing some meditation. It's important that we as a village are encouraging those of us who are new mothers to get back in touch with where our spirit wants us to be, because that is in turn then going to pull our physical health back into shape, pull our mental health back into shape And we're going to be able to take on a whole lot more of this load of motherhood than what we would have before. Right on, right on. So it's pretty easy. Just those three easy little tools. Are you checking in with her physically, checking in with her mentally and checking in with her spiritually? You covered everything. That's, that's all that you have to know, (laughs) That's that's all. That's all that you need to do. It's the secret to life. It's so simple. (laughs) Yeah. So simple. (laughs) It is so interesting to think about how we care for women within the hospital system that I left nearly two years ago now. Mm-hmm. It's really only focused, not even on the physical. It's not even focused on the person's experience. It's focused on these other quantifiable metrics like blood loss and fever and vital signs. And yes, those things are important, but that's maybe a shred of what we should really be doing in the in the maternity care system. And then if you know you follow up with your OB in like four to six weeks or whatever it is, And they like ask you those things. They're like, how's breastfeeding going? How's your perineum? How's everything healing? Like they do some belly touch. They maybe do a speculum exam. They have you in stirrups and like, okay, you're good to go, right? Yeah, six weeks, you're good. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. You had a baby, you survived. Like, I guess everything's okay. But but what's lacking there is is sort of the reverence for the process and and knowing like OBGYNs know most of them are parents themselves. If they're not women, they're, they're men who have partnered for a birthing woman and we know that that's not all that there is to it. Like we know that, but for some reason within this sort of quantified kind of myopic view on just the the measurable, we don't really capture the experience. And sometimes the experience in and of itself, even if it was a totally natural birth, like we just had at home, there's still some trauma that you carry forward. And Stephanie told me that her first birth, which was in a hospital, but it was completely natural, no epidural, very fast labor, baby was fine, blah, blah, blah. She felt like I won't put words in her mouth, but 
but what I perceived was that there was something lacking from the experience. Like she had succumbed to some fear and she was hopeful of, of, I don't know, not rectifying that, but hopeful of closing that circle with her second birth. And she said that, wow, that was so much different. And I feel so healed from that experience. But what was lacking is that nobody really in her life, apart from people in the know, like our midwife friends and whatnot, nobody really asked about that experience and allowing women to talk about the experience ends up hitting you you end up kind of clarifying that there are these three things that need to be done there's these physical things like my body's changed i'm afraid that i won't have my flat stomach again i mean something as simple as that it sounds so right. superficial but we all think about it we were all right. like super hot in our 20s and now we're yeah. worried that we're not going to be hot anymore well right most people are still hot after they have babies it's not hotter <laughs> but but i digress you know it's then the emotional stuff you don't get that unless you really ask and then you're willing to like hold space and listen for maybe a couple hours. Like maybe there's a whole story that's going to unfold and that in and of itself is healthy. And then of course, you know, we are completely devoid of spirituality in so many regards in the medical system. So what you have packaged here could be the framework for how we can improve the medical system and how we care for pregnant women as far as I'm concerned. Mic drop, Katie Rennan. <laughs> Mic drop. Well, and what you're talking about with birth, I mean, yes, so many women carry this birth trauma. And unfortunately, a lot of women carry it around similar to rape trauma, but they yeah. don't recognize it right. because they had a baby. So it was positive and it was wonderful. And nobody's recognizing that. But there's so many, unfortunately, in this world, there are a lot of things that can create birth trauma. But then we also have to remember that birth is this spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, beautiful transformation. Mm. And you go through this spiritual regeneration if you have a supportive birth, one right, that makes you feel right. safe, one that allows you to listen to your body. You go through this incredibly primal spiritual transformation. And so if we're able to support that and then ask mom about it later on, I mean, I have people ask, I, well, when I had babies, how was your birth? It was good, but I had all of this wonderful stuff that I wanted to talk about is gosh. And I would have loved to have had somebody experience that with yeah. me and allow me to relive that over and over. And now luckily being in the line of work that I'm in, I get to talk about that all the time, yeah. but so yeah. many moms out there need to be able to have that outlet um, from their village. Yeah, totally. Well, Katie, thank you so much for sharing. Um, you are so elegant and so graceful in your approach to this stuff. So I'm so glad that we're connected and I, I hope to continue to work together. How can people find you? I know we've talked about the website, but give people a little bit more insight into how they can connect with you and find your products. Sure. So yeah, the website is thelaboroflovecode.com and that's where I have all of the retail care packages available as well as uh, birth classes available. And those can be done virtually or in person for those in the Denver metro area. And then on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, it's at the labor of love co. And in fact, on Pinterest as well, that's where I have a lot of, you know, education and information. I really like to share a lot of this birth worker information with the world, because like we discussed, it's, it needs to be available to the masses. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Wow. Well, thank you, Katie. Um, I hope everybody thank will you. check out your work. And um, I will be talking to you by text, I'm sure, within the next couple of days, because we always are exchanging messages. So thanks again for coming. Thank you, Nathan. It was such a joy to have Katie on the show. Thank you, Katie, for taking some time with me. Go to her company, laborofloveco.com. 
and pick yourself up a, a package of goodies for anybody in your life who's had a baby, including yourself. You know, treat yourself. This is the way it works. I'm glad you enjoyed that conversation. As you all know, this is a 501c3. You can make a donation by going to holisticobjwainpod.com. Get a whole bunch of gifts in exchange for that generous donation. If you haven't signed up for my newsletter, I send out a weekly newsletter. You can do that at belovedholistics.com. And if you're a collaborator out there, you're a midwife, a doula, health coach, check practitioner, childbirth educator, whatever, you can have me on speed dial, you know, (laughs) for a reasonable monthly fee. It's called my collaborator program. You can go to belovedholistics.com to find that. If you want to work with me personally, um, through fertility, through menopausal issues, through any gynecologic issues, including maternity care, you can find me at belovedholistics.com and book a consultation. I do a lot of education around vaccine safety, uh, a lot of education around birth controls and other means of preventing pregnancy or getting pregnant. And that's through fertility awareness methods. Um, I'm also a proponent for vaginal steaming, Ayurvedic medicine, herbalism, Chinese medicine. I use all of those things and have other people that help me really hone in on, on people's issues. So if you're looking for lasting vitality, fertility, pregnancy care, postpartum support, whatever it is, please find me at belovedholistics.com. I think that's all that we've got here. Remember that nothing on this show is a replacement for the information given to you by your medical doctor. This is educational and informational and hopefully entertaining as well in the meantime. I've got nothing more, guys. I will see you next time on the Holistic Abidjan Podcast, episode 34. We'll be with my friend Barrett Freebert, and we're going to have a good time there. So see you next time. Take care.